We will step into the light so you can stand in the darkness. We are Awesome. And this is Bay Watched, an homage to Buns, Babes, Hunks, and the Hop. Welcome back to Baywatch. Uh, so, with me, well first, I'm LJ, and then with me, uh, in our quarantine environments, we have Dave. Yep. We have... Far from far from everyone. Yep. We have Slazis in his <coughs> basement. <coughs> Hello. Don't worry, it's just a cold, guys. He isn't that sick. And we have Donahue at his in-laws. Are you really at your in-laws? Yeah. It's where I live. He likes spending time there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, all of his time, as a matter of fact. (laughs) No, his in-laws just have a nice, a really cool recording studio. Yeah, my um, in-laws are on the cutting Uh, edge. I'm the only one in the studio, so they, they, that's kind of sad for me. My in-laws see uh, the the future uh, uh, of podcasting. It's <laughs> and the future is Baywatch. Mm, the future is now. Oh, let's talk about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at this time, we're all able to stay inside our houses, not go anywhere, and some might say. We need a vacation. This happens to be the time of this episode. Oh, man. LJ, tell us all about this episode. All right. Here we go. Pull from IMDb. I do not write these summaries. Craig, Court, and Eddie take a road trip to Mexico, but their vacation south of the border turns ugly when they tangle with an angry American tourist who won't leave them alone. Okay. Not tourist? Uh, well... I don't write these. At Baywatch, Mitch gets, uninvi- gets an uninvited house guest, Captain Thorpe, when his wife leaves him. And Hobie develops a crush on Shawnee. No fucking duh. Why wouldn't Hobie get <laughs> a crush on Shawnee? One thing I liked about this episode was I think at least five minutes of it occurred at the beach. Which is pretty cool. Can, Did it? can I say, when I... When I saw Court's name in the episode description, I was like, wait, wait, what? Is, is, when are they I wrong? Saw Court in the fucking, did you watch the sign on? Court oh, is in the sign never, on already. I've never been so excited <laughs> about opening credits because we have Garner in the opening credits now and Court. Yeah. I was watching it and all of a sudden, like, I was like, hang on, who's that? I like, I know I could have just followed you, like, looked it up, but I paused it, you know, Rewound it a little bit. I was like, "That's Court, Court Oregon to well, sign on." I thought he was a one-time guest. I didn't know he was going to be he, a star for the rest of the season. He left town. I hit. Um, I had fast-forwarded through it, and um, I get to. I'd fast-forward a little bit too far, so it was where they give the episode title at the beginning. I was like, "Oh, I need to go back a little bit," and I went back and. Um, when I went back, it was the part at the very end of the credits where um, Eddie, Court, and um, uh, Lawyer are walking and they're like flipping their things. So I was like, 
wait, what? Wait, what? Court? What's going on here? And, and Dave, I went back and watched know, the credit. And I don't think Dave knows who Court is because I think he was gone. No. Well, I haven't watched the episodes that I've missed. Uh, I didn't think I'd be missing anything, but which one is Court? Is he the cowboy hat? Yes. Yeah, he's pretty much a scumbag. Um, who who everybody loves. Who? Well, he was a scumbag that everybody yeah, loved. Love this episode, oh, that Court. Well, no, I mean all the oh, Baywatch well, people. Well, he thought they would love him. Yeah. I was referring to the Baywatch people, but yes, you're right. They, he was not uh, welcomed with open arms into that little Mexican Ooh. town. This show opened up on a on a <laughs> on a highlight of Baywatch when they find the uh, the <laughs> bomb, the the World War II submarine bomb on the beach, and there and, and there someone there is a, a moment of a voice of reason. Someone says. Um, Hey guys, shouldn't we call the authorities? We're, lifeguards aren't supposed to be doing this. And I was like, what? That's not the, that's not the Baywatch I know and love. Exactly. And all of a sudden the guy th- throws a, sh- I, I made a note. Never th- for this. Baywatch lifeguards are. Baywatch I, lifeguards, I, they, of course they have bomb training. I made a note. Never thought I'd hear yeah. Baywatch suggest getting a professional. But they didn't disappoint. Uh, they took care of it. See, I never. Why should we get the bombs? I never thought I would hear them say, "We're sh- just lifeguards." That's true too. I like that the throwing of the shoe and the explosion is what pushed Craig over the edge. Oh, I need a vacation. I also really liked the explosion. The first of all, they threw the shoe yep. perfectly. And then it exploded and just kind of made a big dust cloud. But then when it comes back next, everybody on the beach there is like covered in seaweed, and it's like it threw trash everywhere. It was very. Well, are you surprised the well, court threw it perfectly? Or two, of course you did. <laughs> I could throw this shoe over them mountains. Yeah, and then it it. it um... Of course, a World War II uh, bomb can blow up on on just a, a shoe being thrown at it or whatever. And of course, that fishing line it was that he hauled threw. that bomb all the way in from who knows where. And easily, because the shoe set it off. Nowhere did the fishing line dragging no. it around set it off. Nope, that nicely tossed yeah. shoe. <laughs> well. I feel like everything shows up just a few uh, hundred uh, yards off of the shoreline in this show. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they pull in Amelia Earhart in one of these episodes. You know how hard it would be to drag just anything that's ever been lost? drug an anchor up on shore with his fishing pole. And it wasn't until he had gotten it all the way up almost to dry sand that he realized he had something suspicious. And like LJ said, it didn't go off doing that. But then when he got hit with a shoe, there it went. Listen, World War II uh, water mines are really easy to pull in with uh, uh, a fishing pole. Yeah, he had a 3,000-pound test. What are you talking about? (laughs) Dave, I I pulled in a few of those down when I went fishing at Canyon Meadows. A few. He pulled a few in. (laughs) Isn't that a lake? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we used to go for family camp with church. Oh, right, right. 
Yeah. Um, so do we want to talk about Mexico or Hobie? Oh, um, but we can do, let's start, let's end with Mexico because it's, Hobie's born. We'll get through Hobie it's pretty a, quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I thought there might be a, I mean, a minor storyline about how Hobie was tra- struggling really hard not to get a boner when Sonny <laughs> was doing CPR on him. Right. Can can you guys tell me? Go ahead, LJ. Go ahead. No, you go no, ahead. You go ahead. What what's happening to Hobie? Uh, okay, I'll go ahead. What's happening to Hobie? Uh, he he knows he's there for a CPR ahead. thing. Okay. No, you go ahead. <laughs> he knows he's there for a CPR yeah, really thing, quick, and he's hang like, on. just hang on. I just want to now for any listeners, since we are all doing this distantly due to the quarantine, the, the extreme you go ahead Matt. has been put on us by our dictated government. <laughs> <laughs> you might yeah. notice that we uh, aren't interacting quite the same. So, but don't worry, we're not going to have any poor, poor uh, <laughs> Jessica or Jennifer, whatever her name was, and shit. <laughs> and take a shit. Because our cameras are off. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I have tape over my camera, so even if it was on, you'd be seeing the backside of tape. Okay. Sweet. So I had a work meeting, you know, because we've been doing uh-huh. meetings from home. So we had a work meeting, and we were all on Zoom, which is probably making shit tons of money right now or whatever. I don't know. But <clears throat> and we're having a meeting, and it's pretty much just the district telling us what the next steps are for the current situation we're in. I don't know how many – well, one, the guy who was leading it was new and didn't know he could mute everybody. But so many people wouldn't mute their fucking mics. Oh. <laughs> you just hear people like burp, cough, sneeze, talk to their kids. And I'm like, just mute your mic. We're listening to one person. They've asked us not to talk into the mics and just to type in our questions and they'll deal with them as they come in. I hate people. It made me angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in a professional environment and we do these Skype meetings all the time and even in those cases people are very not careful with what's going on in the background I haven't heard a toilet flush yet but it won't surprise me when I do <laughs> will it be yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh I would mute my phone please I got my hand hovered over the mute at all times because I got babies screaming in the background all day. Yeah, that's how I've yes, been but... when I've had to do stuff like this. I mute. I'm always muted and then unmute myself when it's time for me to talk. Dave, the question is, exactly. you, Dave, you might mute your cell phone, but would you bring your computer into the toilet with you and leave that mic running with Audacity? <laughs> That's disturbing. I'm I'm wired up. I'm not I'm not going anywhere. We're good. Okay. We're wearing diapers. We're here for the whole show. That's right. That's right. Wait, I'm always wearing diapers. I didn't want to wear There's diapers, so I just sat on the show. toilet. Good. <laughs> but but he will not flush the toilet. That's that's Wrong. his promise to us. Well, yeah, because he's got no toilet paper, so he's got a shower. You hear the this. bidet? Yeah. You will know. Um, <laughs> you gotta let it warm up first, buddy. <laughs> so, 
Can you guys explain to me what's happening with Hobie? He's getting CPR, and he interprets that as Shawnee is in love with him. He says, what a kiss. I know he's pressured by Mitch all the time to, like, hook up with chicks. You think that's what – is he going a little insane? Also, before you answer that, isn't this the slowest – when you do CPR, do you just, like, gently blow in their mouth? (laughs) <laughs> in the in the and, late eighties, well, everything I've learned from CPR, I've used I've learned CPR only from TV shows, and I always heard two short breaths, puff puff. So okay, this might sound weird. <clears throat> How does CPR work if we exhale carbon dioxide? Because you still exhale. Because when you inhale. You inhale like twenty percent oxygen, and when you exhale, you exhale like eight or ten percent oxygen. Okay, so that, you don't you don't rip all the oxygen out of the air when you breathe it in. Okay, I was just curious. I was like, well, we, hmm. but I mean, I was actually more agreeing with Don here too, where it looked like there could have been some tongue in there. Those are very slow, slow breaths. Sensual, sensual CPR. Also remember an episode. What he should have done. Oh, go ahead, Dave. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just say, I'll just say. Um, I'll go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) I could easily download that sound and make it sound like I'm flushing continuously. Let's. I think if Hobie was smart, what he would have said was, all right, now you turn over and I'll do the chest compressions. <laughs> there we and go. Be like, is this how you do them? As he just squeezes her, her tits and then she'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> how about this as he reaches lower? <laughs> oh, this is high quality. This is high quality audio right now. What the heck so has good. happened to us? I will say, um, the, the Shawnee and Hobie age gap isn't that big of a concern because I've watched the Star Wars prequels. I know it's totally <laughs> normal for a teenager, an 18 year old to fall in love with like a 7 year old. How old is Shawnee? It works out in the long run. So the gap's fine. 18, 19? 18, 19? Like 12, 13? 13? 13. I think he says, I think he says something like, Eddie would be mad or sad if you broke up with him for a 13 year old. If in 30 years, she's 40 and he's 35, it's not that big of a deal. Okay, she'd whatever, be 50 yeah. in 30 years. So 50 and 45? Right, but, but 30 and 25, yeah, 40 and 35. Yeah, there's, there's, that's right. That's yeah. not a big deal in 20 years. Said, it is a big deal. In that time. Just fine. Yeah, five years later. Don't, don't send Shawnee off to jail for, uh, teaching a young boy the ways of the world. Let Mitch do that. He's been itching too. I'm gonna start string, singing strawberry wine in a minute. Okay. Seventeen. Okay. Okay, Deanna Carter. Wow. Good call, Donahue. Oh, I know the song. Am I too? Am, am I too young to get these jokes? I don't understand. I don't think you're too young, but it's a country song. song. 
country song about a 17 year old girl who has a college boy who's working on her on her grandpa's farm, and then he teaches her the ways of the world under a hot July moon. Well, they also count the fence posts between her house and mine. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Um, I have to say this because it's been bugging me for a few episodes and I've kept my mouth shut long enough. What is with Shawnee's unibrow? Why did the makeup department allow her to have a unibrow for multiple episodes? Okay. Ash and I had a conversation about this. Brittany, that's funny. Well. Brittany said the same thing. I was like, she, she's, re- she's really pretty, but I was like, she's very pretty, but I was like, man, she has some thick eyebrows. Like, like they she's are had big. it for multiple episodes. Yeah, she's had it for multiple episodes. Melissa said something. I think all the wives said something, <laughs> or except for Eva, which does sounds like she doesn't watch. She doesn't watch the show. She doesn't support us. I don't subject to her to this horrificness. <laughs> it, 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 it's well, because Eva has a unibrow and doesn't want to point it out on other people. Oh. No, it's because watch, making someone watch this is like treating them like Ramsey Bolton. The unibrow is really bad, though. While you're at it. <laughs> it is. And we got some really good it close-ups is. of it this last episode. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. She's got a lot more close-ups of her face this episode. So when I Brittany saw it, she was all like... Daniel? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, was that damn Daniel? <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so stupid. Slazas, are you gonna be like, who's the person on, um, that, that always on K-Rock would like play the sounds? Jensen or something? It doesn't matter, they all got oh, fired. Kevin and Bean's done. I know, they fired the entire morning crew, all of them. On yeah. the phone. Over the phone. Yeah, over the phone. Hey, but, you know, they had only worked there, I mean, Kevin had only worked there 30 years, so yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Bean, apparently Bean is what they kept show. showing. Apparently Bean is what kept the show going. Yeah, a whole generation of people <laughs> cared. But, yeah. Um, I also, the other thing Such about is the Hobie story arc <clears throat> that threw me off was when he's... Where did he buy his flowers that they all came? He single? told you. He told you. He cut them out well, of somewhere he shouldn't. The show? He picked them. There was a dog protecting the flower bed. He literally stole them from someone's yard. And Tried the dog, to. like, bit him. Oh, so he, he he picked all those flowers and they looked that good? He's a botanist. He's a really good gardener. He's a botanist and a florist. He stole from someone. He stole them from a good gardener with a dog. I totally missed that. I completely missed that bit of information. Oh, I was riveted. This <laughs> show had me. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, Kobe said, uh, he, he said, Dad, I risked my life for these flowers. And, and Dad says, uh, thorns? And he goes, no, a really aggressive dog. You never thought they would have protected the flower bed like this. Yeah. By oh, dog, he just it's... means guy who works at the store I stole them from. Um, do, do we want to say anything more about this story? Because I just want to talk about its resolution. Go ahead. Go ahead. Why, why, and this is like a trope, why is it that Shawnee 
has to make Hobie feel better about his dumb mistake. Like, why does she have to be like, I'm glad you kissed me. Oh, let me make you feel bad, young man, or better, young man. The the dumb dumb made a mistake. She should have just been like, yeah, you misread something. Let's move on with our day. But no, she had to be like, you're right. I'm so glad you kissed me. A lot of people don't kiss me, but you did. So that, that took bravery. It's just an annoying trope where it's... <laughs> Fuck this. It's just one of those annoying tropes where women have to make the dude feel better about his boneheadedness. I think since he was a child, she was trying to protect his innocence and, you know, give him a little bit of uh, courage. Like, hey, you know, way to way to swing for the fences, way to put it out there. You know, it didn't work out this time, but, you know, keep trying. She's just trying to protect his. I don't think. You know, no, no. She, she just she wanted. Game. She she should no, say. Go ahead, Sauce. Okay. She shouldn't be trying to protect him. She should say that's not something that you do with an adult woman when you're 13 years old. You can try that with another girl who's your age. Well, his dad told him to, for one. Child. And two, I think she was just looking for a backup plan. That could be. (laughs) That could be. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, oh, Eddie ever dumps me, I still have Hobie, the 13-year-old. Yeah. Well, either Hobie or that other kid who was like, keep, kept trying to get her attention by faking being hurt. Oh, like three episodes ago? Oh, yeah. 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 You know, some people want to take a mustache ride. She's going to give them an eyebrow ride. You know, some people want to take a mustache ride. She's going to give them an eyebrow ride. True. I so badly want to take a big right down the middle of her nose because it drives me nuts when they zoom in on it. A big razor. Take a what? That's not what I heard the first time. I know. I I heard I heard something else too. I heard dick. Like you want to draw? I heard you want to draw a dick on her face. I just heard. I just said put a dick on her face. A B I C. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Let's talk about Mexico. Mexico. What about Captain Thorpe? Are we going to we didn't talk about Captain Thorpe and Mitch becoming roommates? Yeah. What bosom buddies? Listen, why they need to figure out the disco? They need to figure out Captain. They need to figure out Captain Thorpe. Sometimes he's super annoying. Sometimes he's really cool. Well, I don't know about really cool. You know, he he's. They need to figure him out. Is he like no, a mean boss? Cool. No, he's cool. When they go to the disco, they're getting their night at the Roxbury on. I guarantee it. Well, just just wait in the future when he's a jerk boss. I also like that he. I don't think that they goes to Mitch because he thinks like does he think Mitch is going to understand him because. Mitch's wife left him, or is he going to Mitch for marriage advice? Yeah, well, Mitch is no, I think he went to Mitch because so he needed a place a to stay. Command. He said his wife kicked him out of the house. He needed a place to stay, and and Mitch has gone through a divorce. It's, he needed a place to stay. He thinks of Mitch as a friend, and he um, Mitch has, go, has gone through the divorce, so he 
understands it. Also, is that really how Captain talks? Well, that was a good storyline. We can skip this rest of the yeah. storyline because it was pretty much pointless. I, lo- I like that he bought a Mazda Miata, but anyways. Like the cheapest sports car you could get. Can't get a Porsche. I'll get a Mazda Miata. Or a Corvette. Oh, yeah, a Porsche or a Corvette. So I'll I do also like the Miata. price that cars were back then. You call in some expensive car and it was like seven. Well, yeah, what was it twenty grand? It's like man, that's like the cheapest new okay. car you can buy today. And I don't, I didn't think. Oh, maybe he was calling on used cars. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Maybe he was buying the car from the same guy that Eddie got his maybe. stolen car from. Maybe he should have. And the guy was like, "All right, I won't sell it for, I won't sell it to somebody for five hundred dollars because that will, you know, raise some questions." But seventeen thousand. Right. So Mexico. Because this show came out. All right, let's go to Mexico. Yeah. I really wish we had seen a scene at the, the discount. Yes, Mexico. Uh, Jump in the Jeep. Everyone's taking the day off or the weekend off. And they're going to head to Mexico. Woo! And throw away the map. And learn and to surf. Get straight get... We get straight into the surfing montage. They had a trick montage. I thought it was going to be a montage because the music started blasting as the Jeep was, like, going over some dunes right before that. And I was like, the montage is going to be about driving to the beach? And then the the music ended, and I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was going to kick into some lyrics. Literally two seconds later, we're at the beach! Montage music. And I was like, here it is! (laughs) So while they were surfing, all I thought about was the movie Surf Ninjas. I don't know why that's in my mind, but... That's the one with uh, that stupid annoying guy, right? You can do it, guy, or whatever. Rob, Rob, um, Low, no, Rob uh, from Saturday Night Live, yeah, Schneider. Uh, I I never watched. He's in Surf Ninjas. I I never watched Surf Ninjas because it was just, you know, I was just a little past it. But I think he was. I was more of a Three Ninjas guy myself, not so much the Surf Ninjas. Don't know if they were rivals. Also, but... was this the only <laughs> montage? There should have been a... There should have been a, a crossover uh, between the Three Ninjas and the Surf Ninjas. What about American Ninja? Mm, a little bit before this probably, time. Probably out of the demographic of what the <laughs> Surf Ninjas and Three Ninjas movies are looking for. And yes, LJ, uh, <laughs> Rob Schneider and Ernie Reyes Jr. also are in that movie. There is another montage, technically, as Slazis brought up. I, I have another one. The, uh, oh, yeah, I guess fight scene. Fight scene, yeah, yeah I montage. guess technically was. At the end. I don't think of fight scenes so much as montages, though. But I guess it is. So we still haven't gone an episode without multiple montages. Why would we? Listen, this is what works for Baywatch. It's a 20-minute show that needs to fill an hour. You gonna do that with story? Or are you gonna do that with montages? Well, montages are easier. I want one. Of, I, want one of, <laughs> I want one of those episodes to be a um, those episodes where all they do is do the flashbacks of like, oh, remember that one time we did this? I want them to have one of just the previous season's montages. Man, oh, that would be great. Surfing in Mexico. Insert montage. 
Man, remember that time we right. fought a bunch of guys at the bar? Insert montage. Well, maybe that's what they'll do when season two starts, since a year and a half or two years will have passed. Maybe, like, Mitch will be like, man, I'm so glad to have you guys back. It just reminds me of last year, your last day of work. And then they could show a whole that thing. That would take way more than an episode. Um, I wish that there was a way to... Well, they they condense it. But I wish there was a way to... <laughs> I wish there was a way to insert a montage into our podcast. Um, I could, but <laughs> it would just be a bunch of us, like clips of us talking, and then music backing it. Was that? Would we, we call it a po- would we call it a podtage? <laughs> we could make our own. We should. It sounds terrible. I think we're onto something, Dave. I think these are all bad ideas. I think we're onto something. So they're in Mexico. So after the montage, they they head back to the jeep. But it's and gone. Of course, someone steals it. No, they watch it get stolen. They chase it up the path. Yeah, they okay. don't come out of the water and like no jeep. Dude, okay, I might have not been paying attention enough, but I still don't understand the bad guy. I don't know what his name was. His reason for stealing their jeep. Like, he probably the, needed a new – he didn't give one, but I'm assuming because he's the bad guy and so he has bad guy reasons and he needed a new car maybe. Dave, did you recognize that bad guy? Uh, just Almost? Not, well, not, not, exactly. not from anything specific. He's just been kind of that role in a lot of different shows and movies throughout like the 70s and 80s. So he would have oh, just hey, been like, oh, yeah, I've seen that guy in stuff. Yeah, he would have been like, I see, I've seen that guy in a bunch of things. Like, he did like episodes of like the Incredible Hulk, I think, and all sorts of other stuff. But yeah, he's just like nameless guy. Although in this, he had a name in this. Ben, ben, Bender, Bendy? I don't remember. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't understand exactly what was happening. He was, he was an American guy with about four or five Mexican henchmen, and they were just taking advantage of the town because the town had no one with a machete? <laughs> well, he had some, he had some other Americans. The town is so small. Like, I don't even know what they're taking advantage of. This town barely looks like they could survive on their own to begin with. The town had no phone in the whole town. It had, like, dirt streets and dirt floors and goats. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, but you're the king. You're the king of nowhere. Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> well, one of the things he did was, it sounded like he, he also... He worked as, like, a coyote. He Because they talked about he brought people up into America and stuff. So I think he, he did smuggle... Them, some of them across the border. I think that was one of the things. He also killed the sheriff by dragging him through town. He also kept large vats of gasoline on his property. Yeah, duh. Or some kind of explosive. It was gas. Okay. And he got into bar fights um, and he fondled women. Plaza. I hate this so much. 
<laughs> oh, terrible. I'm going to, you know, I could actually, I could mute him. Do you want me to that mute him? That was our montage music. That happens? You wanted a montage. Oh, oh my gosh. Speaking, speaking of a montage, you know what that rhymes with? Armand. No. And that's who I saw today. No! Oh. Wait, he found you? <laughs> How? No. He must drive, he must drive past the Upland House 15 to 20 times a day. Cause I stopped by the Upland House just for a minute. Did he give you coronavirus? Some, um, no, I told him. <laughs> this will make you guys laugh. I told him he couldn't come close to me because I was helping a friend who had the coronavirus. <laughs> And so he couldn't shake my hand or come or he, I told him basically that he had to leave because um, I might be contagious. Why does he drive out of the house so much? Looking for me? Oh, he found you. Looking for me. So did he did he leave you alone or did he like go, no, it's okay, my brother. God will find us. Well, he wanted my phone number, my email, my Facebook, and then he wanted to tell me how much money he needed. Uh-huh. And notice I haven't spoken to this guy in three years, and literally the first thing, one of the first things he says to me after seeing him for three years is telling me his money woes. Did he follow you back to your house? Oh, man, I should have checked that. Oh, can you imagine? oh Did you give him the money, I though? didn't even think of that. Wait, hey. Dave, he did text me for the no. He did text me for the code to uh, enter this conversation. He's gonna join us. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's, he's also gonna join, gonna join us when we go take over a small village in Mexico. When he asked for my phone number, I just gave him Donahue's. Oh, cool. Um, which he probably has mine. For chat, I will. Dave, he probably he probably he probably has my phone number. He's called me before. And my number hasn't changed, so I'm sure he has it. He might have yeah, lost it, he, I suppose. He loses his phones. He has to get new ones all the time, I bet. That's true. Um, oh, no no doubt. When I was talking to him, he told me about how someone had crashed into his car, totaled it, and then driven off without exchanging information. And now he's looking for an accident lawyer to help him with his case. Well, because he ruined both his car and his house. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And by someone um, crashed into, does he mean he rear-ended someone? <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Um, by the way, uh, again, this is more for Dave. The uh, dude who played the bad guy, he did things like Buck Rogers, <laughs> Pete Van the Bear, Battlestar Galactica, Chips, Knight Rider. So that's the kind of stuff that he did throughout his career. That's what I'd say you would have seen him in stuff probably. A-team. Gotcha. Speaking of A team, I thought that's exactly where this episode was going to go. Uh, it practically did. When they were like, I thought it was going to be a lot more mischievous when they started pulling out wires and were like, "We're going to get rid of this bad guy from this town once and for all." You mean, you mean, and I'm thinking, "Oh man, this is." You mean when Court turned into MacGyver? But he didn't. I thought it was going to be much more, like I said, mischievous. I thought he was going to really have some solution, some like ingenious plan. No, here's my plan. Let's blow up his gas tank. And then he'll come to the town with, well, he didn't know what they would bring, but then he'll just come to the town. And by then we'll have rallied the troops in the town. Which we could have done in the first Yeah, how do you like doing that? They really did convince those uh, the villagers 
to fight back within a matter of Wouldn't it what, have been a minute and a half just to convince the villagers to all go down to his place and burn that down rather than lure him up to burn the village down. But I don't think I don't think that was the original place. plan. I think his original plan was to blow up the gas tanks and then to, as a distraction and so they could get their jeep back. Because when the jeep blew up, it was kind of like, oh crap! Now what have we done? Yeah, because Craig wanted to blow that bad boy up fast. So, so I got this. So, uh, Slaz, are you saying that they never wanted to actually save that village? They just wanted Correct. their jeep. Back? I think they wanted to get their jeep back and leave. That's definitely what. That's definitely what that dumb dumb Craig wanted. Who, in spite of all the evidence they'd seen, was like, I can have a conversation with him. Oh, he said he'll talk to me? Civilized conversation it is. Mm-hmm. What did they put on the gas tank? They magically found a wire. Well, not magically. It was just stapled up randomly inside the building. He tore it down. It was just the right length. They hooked something up to the gas can. We don't know what. And on the other end, all they had to do was touch the wires together. Where did the power come from? What What was attached to the tank? They're MacGyvers. It doesn't matter. Logically, for this, Plus, the, the wires themselves mm. created the explosion. So, That's what wires do. No, they explode. Don't you know <laughs> Listen, time? all you do is you touch two wires together and things happen. Don't you know that Baywatch is the source of power? If you're a Baywatch lifeguard, you are the source of power. And also, I don't think a gas tank like that would have blown up that bad. I think and they the gas that had leaked maybe would have caught on fire, and that's about it. Nope. When Baywatch gets a hold of something, they're solving problems on the on both sides of the border, Slaz. And when they get a hold of something, it works as planned. Don't ask questions. Liquid gasoline is twice as explosive as black yes. gunpowder. <laughs> and this not is, the fumes, as you've been led to believe. Yeah, and it's Mexican gasoline, which is even more explosive. Mexican Coca Cola. Exactly. Shouldn't um, sh- wouldn't the plan have been better to like set up the the gas tanks to explode, and before setting it off, go around to the other side and light the house on fire. Then, as they come out, blow up the gas. Wouldn't that have been a, a little bit of a better plan? Then they would have been. And they, I thought that's what they were going to do. And then they could have fought get them to the gas tanks. The gas- I thought they were going to kill them with the exploding gas tanks. Remember when we found out Court was like a Navy SEAL and then he got beat up by that old white guy? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So That's what you missed, Dave. Court is a Navy SEAL. That's what we learned in his first episode. Ah. Okay, that fight scene was horrible. When the the (laughs) village versus the five men... That scene was horrible. Oh no, dude! I was cringy. I was. I laughed in embarrassment for the scene itself. I was so. It was so awful. I'm like, okay, you have Court, Craig, and Eddie. They should. The three of them alone should be able to beat up that old fat white man. Yeah. So going back to the explosion, though. Right before they Wait, set it uh, off, they point they the camera zooms in and some gas <laughs> leaks. Is that what blew the car up? The little bit of gas that leaked into the sand went under. Yes, don't, it leaked. Don't you yes, understand how it this leaked stuff over works? to the huh. car? 
So I think it'd be less explosive if it's well, as you're an sand. engineer, yeah, you're not less explosive. But the car like blew completely up. Plus, you're yes, in, because the car is full of gasoline. You're in, you're an engineer. You're not cars in demolitions. Ninety percent gasoline. Cars are ninety percent gasoline by weight. <laughs> Have you seen a movie? They always blow up. They always explode. That's what a car does. It explodes. It, it exploded so much the engine yes. was missing from the engine compartment. <laughs> it was Plus, still the lost his face. You know what? You know what vehicle engineers and vehicle manufacturers do? They're just like, okay, when they give you a ten-year, ten, hundred thousand mile warranty, it's just like, okay, this is how long this car will last without blowing up. But after this, there's no promises <laughs> that it won't blow up. That's that's how cars are made. They're made with an eye towards when mm. they will explode. That's the Ford Pinto. That's why. That's why. That's why those Firestone tires. Brought down an entire industry. You know, Firestone Tires is why the uh, Concorde jet no longer flies. So, because if you think cars are explosive, jets are like, well, they're full of jet fuel. So they're like a thousand times more explosive. Mm -hmm. And you get tires that are defective on a thousand times more explosive vehicle. You've got like nuclear bombs flying around. Haven't you seen Die Hard 2? I was like, the problem is, is people don't understand that cars and jets, now that we mentioned it, gasoline runs through them like blood runs through our bodies. So yes. how we have, gasoline is just everywhere in a car. That's why it explodes so much because it's just, you might think you only got, you know, 18, 16 gallons in there, but you don't realize that's practically, you know, all well, the other cars. thing. Yeah, you know how you nick you nick your toe and a little bit of blood comes out. You nick your bumper, a little bit of gas comes out. The other thing that you're not considering though is all all cars have a fail safe in them. They've actually got dynamite underneath, just in case. And so that gas, when it lit, probably set the dynamite just, off. Probably. Just in case of what? Just in case the government wants to get yeah, or if the government wants to get blow up from the. <laughs> Do you know they're beginning to make some cars with plastic explosive inside of them? Even better, I like it. Yeah. So Court and the guys so, and the Mexican village saved the day. And, and the little kids all surrounded one of the bad guys and beat on him for a while. But they don't save the bar. Yeah. The bar got burned to the ground. Yeah. And she's pretty salty. The bar went up in flames fast. And no one put out the fire for I'll some reason. I'll your face off. I know. She like, they just look over at it and then it, as it continues to burn. And then it's like, all right, I guess we're leaving. We have no car. And I don't know how we're going to get home. Fast, especially for being what looked like some kind of stone or plaster building. It just, it was. That's because, that's because there's a car inside oh, of Or the maybe bar. they had another fuel tank in there. That, that too. No, bars work. Look, how do you think they get the gas out of, or I mean, sorry, not gas. How do you think they get the alcohol in a bar? It's like tapping a tree for syrup. You tap the walls, the alcohol comes out. The bar is that why they call it just on tap? alcohol filled. Yeah. When car, oh. 
Yes. Yes. When when um cars were first invented and they were figuring out how to fuel them, they were trying with alcohol. You've seen Back to the Future three when the professor or when the doc puts the alcohol into the car. Same idea. So a bar is just like a car with a flammable substance that flows mm. through it. Where did this village get its power? They were very remote. Yet they had some supply of gasoline and electricity. From Riggler. They brought it in by Burrow. <laughs> Riggler was the one who provided all their electricity. That was what he did for them. Uh, Why was he called an American tourist in the episode description? Well, he's an American who maybe was a tourist who just stayed for a really, really stayed? long time. <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, they also said that uh, Homeboy's wife left him, but she didn't. If anything, he was about to leave her when he was going to file his divorce papers. I don't think I've watched a single episode in like a month or six weeks. And as soon as I started watching this, I realized that I had What do you mean? Uh, you didn't know who Court was or that he was a Navy SEAL. You didn't know who Court was or that he was a Navy SEAL. So, I think you did miss something, Dave. I'm no the less better for not knowing that. Well, the show had me shaking my head the whole time. If you look at it with the wrong person, my friend. (laughs) Yes, I was nodding up and down more. Yes, more, more. Oh, so all right, we've got. Uh, well, it pretty much just ends episode, after they right? bar Kill fight and then, right. or they uh, fight the guy and then walk away. Yeah, it's like credits. It was a very yeah. abrupt ending. Um, so my most valuable lifeguard of the week is going to be Jill. Because I feel like she's probably the only one who actually was working during this whole episode because everyone else was doing bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to give the last part of the week to the opening credits. <laughs> For me, hang on one second. For me, I've got to go. I hate this. <laughs> I've got to go with the Hoth. Because he took on a new role as counselor. I think he's he's covered everything. He's now he's a counselor. He's fire rescue. He's a cop, um, paramedic, Baywatch. I don't know. I don't know what he doesn't do. It was court. court I believe shoe, so. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, he did. He okay, so he, he, he's my. He's my uh he's my lifeguard of the week because he immediately when when I thought I was being subverted by a show that was going to actually um you know call the experts in for a giant bomb from a previous war showing up on the beach he brought us right back in line with oh no Baywatch lifeguards can do anything including defuse world war explosives he didn't defuse it let's be realistic he he just set it off he said he was going to he said he was going to set it off no he 
That's because he needed to act quickly because they were going to try and bring in someone who wasn't an expert oh, as right. much as a lifeguard could be. So here, let me throw my thong at it. So. <laughs> LJ? Huh. LJ gave his. I gave mine. Oh, I did. I, okay. Oh, well, this episode recording. Yeah, I'm good. I think we're good this to close terrible. this out. All I have to say is this episode was awesome. And <laughs> yeah. not quite as awesome as us. But since we're so awesome, make sure you stay home, stay in quarantine, never go out, ever. Don't even listen to the news. Listen to our podcasts, like, and follow us. We'll post enough that you can listen to one a week. Sounds good. Sounds good. And we'll yep, and we will help you learn you how to That's clean right. yourself without toilet paper. I like it. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Sounding off. See All you right. guys Peace. later. Later.